South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Mark 13, 5-7 And Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am He, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. Luke 21, 8-9 And He said, See to it that you are not misled. For many will come in my name, saying, I am He, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear the wars and disturbances, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end does does not follow immediately. The word teleos is the is the end, and it's a point of time marking the end of duration, an end, a climax, a consummation of the age. The labor leads up to the delivery of the child in the labor. When the celebration, after the labor, after all that, and the birth comes and the child is, there is a celebration of the family and the friends. And that's what we're headed toward. And this is the sixth day of the week in God's created order. Friday, the second day of February, 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. And we thank Heavenly Father for getting us through this week. We pray, Heavenly Father, that God the Holy Spirit will open our hearts. And in understanding, uh, sometimes it's complex. It's certainly very controversial as we're looking through the future. And there's different hermeneutical and, and interpretive understandings of prophecy which is to come. But we continue to delve through it. We continue to pray for your guidance and your wisdom. Open our eyes to the truth as we continue to be with, be with the speaker this morning and be with those who are listening in until these things so that uh, we can make proper application. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. And... Uh, all kinds of little squirrely things. I was thinking it was uh, malfunction Monday this morning, um, and we, had, uh, my brother, sent me a uh, theological question and, and his theological insight, and he said that uh, he asked the question, um, how, what kind of lights did they use on the ark? And I missed this. I missed this. We went to the ark exhibit two times and missed it both times. But the lights they used on the ark, according to my brother, were floodlights. But um, <laughs> so, uh, and I wrote back all the comedians that are out of their job this morning. It's in unemployment lines. He's cracking jokes. So, anyway, let's get with it. Prophecy centers around people of the nation of Israel. That's where our focus must be. Um, the physical seed of, and these are the physical seed, the physical seed. There is the physical seed and there is the spiritual seed of Abraham. The uh, physical seed of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. 
is to include those believers, those Gentile believers that are grafted into it, such as we've seen in history, such as Tamar and Rahab and, and Ruth. The church is a separate spiritual body. And, um, and again, we are the spiritual seed of Abraham, the believing, the, the faith. And the pattern of Genesis 15.6, Abraham believed the promises and it was credit to him for, or believed God and it was credit to him for righteousness. And few places in the Hebrew canon that we find even a hint of the church and parallel fashion and parallel fashion I, I love Israel I love learning about Israel because there's a lot of parallels that we see with Israel and the church but still even with prophecy the church is separate from Israel and it's not included in, in my view and where I where I'm starting to learn and where I'm starting to gravitate to uh, the church is and a church is outside of prophetical means. It's still a mystery to those who are outside of that understanding. My pastor, Pastor Theme, remember this. He used to say, and I never fully understood it and still now, that the church is the age of no prophecy. The church is the age of no prophecy. And he would say the next prophetical event would be the rapture of the church. Considering the things that I'm seeing throughout the world, and we're seeing, I'm starting to scratch my head. Is that really true? Because we're seeing things that are that we've never seen before in the time in which we're living. And but yet, when we're reading this passage in in chapter 24, it says that it's 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 not here yet. We're not in that age yet. We're not in that... Um, we've seen these things. We've seen these things as far as historical trends all the way through history. All the way through the last 2,000 years, we've seen wars. We've seen rumor wars. We've seen famines. And we're starting to see it escalate. It's going to escalate even more as we move into the tribulations. Sometimes we think and sometimes we wonder. And I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to say, okay, you're right. If it is the tribulation, but I don't think it is. I'm, I don't preach that it is. So, um, so we there is historical, historical, uh, and this is what my teacher t- taught. There was the there are there's prophecies, and there's historical um, trends, historical trends, and what we've been seeing, and what we're even seeing now. Um, and I do believe that we are in the time, not only is it historical trends, but it is sitting stage. So that when the clock of Israel begins, when that clock on Israel begins, Daniel's 70th week, that is the last seven years, and that is the tribulation split up by the tribulation and great tribulation. Um, that's when the clock is going to begin. Now Jesus asked, about signs of his, uh, Jesus was asked about the signs of his return. His disciples saying, "What is the sign of your return?" Matthew twenty four three. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, saying, 
the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Okay, good question. Good question, boys. And uh, there, and something else we need to understand, something else for clarity, that when we're talking about the rapture of the church, the removing of the church at the end of the church age, if it is that if it does play out that the rapture is the next prophetical event, the rapture is not part of prophecy. The rapture is within the study of the church. At the end of the church age, the church will be removed. And First Thessalonians, Paul tells us in First Thessalonians chapter four that the church will be removed and we will meet the Lord in the air. The Lord doesn't come all the way back. It is not the second advent. The Lord doesn't come back to the earth. But the church is removed and meets the Lord in the air. Whenever that is going to be, whether it's going, wherever your standpoint is, whether you're pre, mid, post, pre-wrath, whatever position you stand upon, that it is the church being removed from the earth and meeting the Lord in the air. That is separate from the second advent. Advent means His coming. The first advent was, has already come and gone. That is the, 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 the incarnation of Christ. When He comes into this world and those, those 30, 33 years that He was here in His, uh, in His incarnation, that was the first advent. And that ended with His death, His burial, His resurrection, and his ascension to heaven where he's sitting at the right hand of the Father now. Now we are anticipating the second coming. Again, the rapture is not the second coming. The rapture, also with this, that the rapture of the church is imminent. It can happen at any time. It doesn't require any signs. There's no signs leading up to the rapture. And I like this in... In parallel to the physical seed of Abraham in Egypt, and during the Passover, with their instructions, when the Passover lamb comes that night, when they put the blood on the door frame and on the post, they had to wait in their homes, and they had to be girded up. They had to have their staff in their hand. They made unleavened bread because it was. It was quick. They had to get out of there as quick as when when the call came. They were out of there. There was no time. They had no time for this. And this uh, this parallels us as a church that we must be ready to get out of here, staff in hand, loins girded up, because there's no for us there's no immediate sign that when that time comes, the return of the return of the Lord to the earth with his bride, will be preceded by signs. When the second coming now, coming up to the end of the age, in the tribulation, this is where the prophetical, the prophecy will continue. And leading up, will, this is what Jesus talked about, there's going to be escalation of wars. As bad as it is now, it's going to escalate. There's going to be wars, rumors of wars, 
famines. There's going to be great persecution that's going to come to the people as we continue on with our study here. Coming back to Matthew 24, 6. You'll be hearing wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not frightened. For these things, or those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. Don't let fear, he's warning out. The Lord is saying to them, God's got this under control. This is not outside. And it's going to be important for them to understand. Because when when disaster hits, this is where we finished off yesterday, you have to know who your God is. And you have to... Your, your trust must be in Him. And with the escalation of these things, the order of the day for the saints of that period must be to hold the line. Hold the line at all costs. And you're, you're, you're going to see your friends, your family members persecuted and die. You, the the disaster, uh, October... Uh, the, be, the, the beginning of the war in Israel now. The beginning of October. When that, when, when that hit, there were some babies were getting killed. Uh, decapitation. See, it was, it was monstrous. Multiply that by a hundred. And people are going to be tempted to, to say, where is God? If there is a God, why why is all of these things why are all these things happening? And there's going to be those that's going to fall away from from their faith. Okay, uh, where were we? There we go. You'll be you'll be hearing wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you're not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not the end. God's got this under control. He knows what's going on. For a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things were merely the beginning of earth pang, or birth pangs. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. And we see we see the growing anti Semitism as we where we are today. Um, even even in the United States of America, we're talking about all nations against that little nation Israel. And um, we see it in our nation, we see it in nations all around that that the pressure is building. And hatred, and soon, relatively soon, there will be a a uh, what do you call a open season. If you're a Jew, if you're a Jew, as it were, was in the time of Hitler, so these things will continue escalate, and like birth pangs, it will finally bring into the world the real labor. So you have the you have the birth pangs, and you finally have the real thing. So throughout history, we have only the birth pangs, the the false labor, 
That's what they call it. I, I get, I'm happy to remember that. It's called false labor. It's not really labor, but the mother thinks she is going into labor. What we see now is just false labor. Coming into the tribulation, that is going to be the true labor. That's going to be the real thing. And it's going to escalate. It's going to escalate as mother... I, I love the, the metaphor here and the wisdom of, of God in laying this out for us. Because when that baby is born, there is going to be a celebration of the wife. It's, it's over. The, the, and the, let me say this about this. Let me go back to, to talking about this. It, and I think, I, I have to think, we have, uh, Beck's a mother of two children, but I have to think of Amber, who is a mother of 11 children. She gave birth to 11 children. And the labor isn't something you like going through. The labor you don't like. If you can, if you can, have babies without labor, I would think that you would want to go for it quickly. Or without labor, you know, have babies without labor, have the pain and all that. Well, the Lord did promise in Genesis and, and prophesied that uh, the pain will be increased in childbirth. And certainly it is. And it's, I'm sure it's bad. It has to be bad. Excruciating. And so why would a mother who delivered a baby one time, one time, the first baby, for me it would be say, I will never want to go through that again. I will never want to, to, that was so bad, no way I would want to go that, not only carry that baby for nine months, but, but to have to go through labor again? Why would... Why would Beck do it again? Why would Amber do it 11 times and some people more than that? Some women more than that? Because the joy that, pre, that comes after the labor is greater than anyone could imagine. To, to want to experience that child coming into the world again. The, what this labor is, is bringing us up to. And this is what we must endure. Labor coming up to the time of the consummation of history. The, the, the end of the age, the coming into the new age, the millennial age of Christ. So we see in our day the increase of persecution. We see in our time the vandalism and the growing vandalism of bombings of churches. And these are just shots across the bow. Still, these are the false labor. The wave of anti-Semitism is, is, is being, being spread throughout the world. And we're at a point, but we're coming to a point where, once again, there's a showdown between the gods of Pharaoh and the gods of Moses. And not the God, but the God of Moses. When Pharaoh says, Who is this God that I should obey his voice 
And we see the showdown coming up and coming up together again, once again, between the gods of this world and our almighty God in heaven. So Matthew 24, 9. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by nations because of my name. If you're, once again, if your head is in the sand, take it out and take a look at current events. I, I suggest, I, I recommend if, if you aren't watching it, uh, Andy Woods once a week has Pastor's Point of View on, look it up on YouTube, uh, Pastor Point of View, or you can look it up on Rumble. Uh, he's on both, or his website, but Pastor Point of View, and he, each week he has a prophecy update, speaking, and every week, just about every week, he talks about the examples of the the policies that are passed, even within our own nation, what's going in the world, and the heat is being turned up on the nation Israel. They are they're becoming a world the the world's target. Matthew twenty four ten. At that time many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. We talked about that yesterday. And though we see this principle take place in our time, and all the way back to the people who we're studying about in the book of Hebrews, if you're with us on Sunday morning, you'll see we're studying Hebrews, and in Hebrews, the people are caving, those who profess Christ, those who these are crossover believers from from the other age as a church age is beginning to uh, formulate but there are those those Jewish believers that they're hitting being hit by pressure from their family and from their friends those that have departed these people have departed Judaism to follow Christ and they're ostracized by the community or persecuted by the Roman government. The whole nine yards. And these pe- there were many people who were falling away or going back to the old system because they just couldn't handle it anymore. Again, type of birth pangs. But when we come into the tribulation era, it's still, still going to be the separation of the temples going to be rebuilt. And... Judaism is going to be coming back. They're going to start sacrificing in the temples once again. And the old way is going to come back and there are going to be those that are followers of Christ. And they're not, at that point, the, the tribulation of believers are going to be following, uh, they're going to be evangel- evangelism and they're not going to be following the way of Judaism. They're going to be persecuted greatly by their own family members. They're going to be turned in as as heretics. Remember, Jesus Christ is still the stumbling block. the The name of Jesus is still hated. Acts four twelve. And there is salvation in no one else, 
For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. And uh, the, the prophecy of Simeon, that he will be a stumbling block to, for the people. And he will, Jesus, the name of Jesus will be that stumbling. You see, and it, it's always been. There's no problem. It's always been. Jesus has always been the stumbling block. You're all right to say, I, I believe in God. You're also, you're also all right if you say, I believe that Jesus is a way to heaven. But the moment you take the indefinite article out and put the D in there, I believe that Jesus is the way to heaven. The way. That means excludes all others. Then your public enemy number one. So there will be those those believing Jews that they will believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. They will they will um, be saved through faith, and they will come under great persecution, not only by the world but also by their own people. Matthew 10.34 comes into play right here, folks. Comes into play. Do not think that I came... And remember, the Gospels are specifically talking to the Jewish people. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and his daughter, against her mother and daughter-in-law, against the mother-in-law, a man's enemies will be in the members of his own household. He loves he who loves his mother and father more than he than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not pick take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who lost his life for my sake, will find it. The target audience is Israel, is the lost sheep of Israel. This is who Jesus is speaking to. However, the principle still applies to the church age. We see it, so we see it in our own families. There are family members who's ostracized by the name because of the name of Christ. You can believe in God in most cases, but when you bring Jesus into the into the mix. When you when you mention the name Jesus, that name causes the demonic realm, the the invisible realm, to to shudder and became becomes a great um, great disturbance. So yes, even in the last two thousand years, we've been feeling those. Birth pangs, it's warm rumors and uh, the wars and rumors of wars, they're famous, it's all. But things are going to escalate. And with the removal of the church, as we mentioned yesterday, all sites are going to be focused upon Israel to eliminate Israel. Especially when Satan is kicked out of heaven. And Genesis or Revelation chapter twelve, and those minions are cast into the earth. 
Satan is going to do everything. It's going to be Satan's desperation. And he's going to do everything to, to destroy the, every last Jewish person on this earth. And it's going to be there that the people, there are going to be some that's going to be crying out. They're going to, they're going to be saying, if there is a God, their their hearts are going to be melted. They're they're going. If there is a God, you can you can almost hear it now. If there is a God, why is why does this have to be? If there is a God, why is all of this going on? Why is this happening? And uh, so this is as uh, Satan and. And his minions is turning up the heat. Matthew twenty four thirteen. And here is the encouragement. But the one who endures till the end, he will be delivered. The word here, I believe, is sozo. Yep, sozo. And that save means delivered. Or not? And we'll get more on this Monday. This doesn't mean delivered from hell. But those that are going to be delivered, we're talking about in this age, you're going to be delivered over into the new age. You're going to come into the new age. Hold the line. Hold the line is what, what Jesus is saying. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all the nations and then the end will come. And this is also like, uh, this is the two things that we are looking for. Well, for us as a church, we're looking to be removed from this earth to meet the Lord in the air. But for these tribulational saints, what they're looking for, there's going to be two things that, well, I guess we could say the world's looking for. For them to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, because the Lord says, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes into the name of the the Lord. And all the nations of the world will hear this testimony. They will have the opportunity. All nations will be represented in heaven. So, that's it for today. We have our study on the Lord's Day and that will be on, we'll continue in Hebrews. Uh, hope you're with us on there. Our, our, our worship service starts at 11. And we are here in Duncan, South Carolina. If you're here, I recommend, I, I invite you. Okay, put there. So let's close out in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity this morning to fellowship in your word. Again, we pray for the understanding, for truth, that the Holy Spirit will guide us in these lessons. Uh, sometimes they're very difficult to get through to understanding because there's so much teaching out there that's contrary uh, on different viewpoints and it can be pretty frustrating at times Father so we ask that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us through these these lessons as we continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and looking forward to His coming and these things we pray in Christ's name Amen alright till tomorrow or till Sunday stay motivated Lord keep your motiv- keep your <laughs> stay motivated on Stay motivated, Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting a good fight of faith. Lord will and Spirit guide. Wrap your penny. We'll be back here Sunday morning.
Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.